Welcome to Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. I'm your host, David Walsh. Today, we've got Brandon Liu, senior writer at Point Hacks, joining us, and he's talking about Fiji. Brandon recently managed to grab a great redemption with Fiji Airways and has come on the podcast to share some amazing hacks around finding seats and the big difference between flying from Sydney versus Melbourne. Now, I've just started recording, so is everything, okay. looking, everything looking good on your end, Brandon? Yep, everything's looking peachy. I mean, you're, you're, you're a real guinea pig for this. This is the first Point <laughs> Hacks remote podcast. Oh, it's, well, uh, I'm, I'm honored to be given the opportunity. Uh, not that I had much choice, uh, having been based in Perth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was no, about to say, exciting. like, it's going to be an interesting chat today because this was your, this is, was this your first international trip um, since yes. COVID? Yes. So um, my last international trip was in December 2020. Sorry, December 2019, actually. Yeah. And then COVID hit. So it's been about two and a half years almost. Um, yeah. Wow. And you, and you've been doubly locked down because you know you're in Western Australia. So uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, we out. were trying to organize trips to see each other interstate and, you know, half of them got canned because of border lockdown. So it yeah. was good I'm this glad, year that we could finally go out. But Brandon, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on board. Thank um, you for having me, Dave. Yeah, we've, we've got an interesting trip to talk about today. Um, a, a really good find uh, on your part around some a, a good availability trip to a, a pretty, pretty easy to get location. Um, mm, but... There might be some people in our audience that don't know who you are. This is we're talking to Brandon Liu, who's a, one of the the fantastic writers at Point Hacks. But Brandon, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. So um, I'm a senior writer of loyalty for Point Hacks. I've been writing for full time for Point Hacks for nearly two years now. But uh, before that, I also started um, elsewhere, and I've also been a casual contributor for Point Hacks over quite a few years as well. Uh, so that started kind of back in 2015. I was studying at uni um, and then we were looking at Virgin Australia flights to Melbourne and I saw that business rewards were only 33,000 points and economy mm. was 17,000. So I was like, well, that's not much more. So that got my interest peaked. And then over the next year, you know, I got Qantas points, booked my first international trip, which was Cairns to Tokyo on Jetstar Business. So not yeah. quite the aspiration everyone has, but, you know, it was still very fun. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think you're understanding your, your credentials a little bit here. You're basically like the guy to go to at Point Hacks. You are, you, you, your depth of points knowledge are like, okay, if I need to ask something, Brandon knows <laughs> everything inside and out. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, uh, I've been, you know, I've been very interested in points for quite a few years. So, you know, um, I've always been looking at different things and learning about different programs because there's so much out there outside of Australia. I know. Well, any um, any redemptions that are like, okay, if I have to, if I'm at a barbecue and I'm, I'm going to show off, you know, <laughs> I'm going to show off to another point hacker, what, what's like, what are the redemptions that you go, okay, I'm pulling this out of my pocket. This is what I did. <laughs> um, well, uh, the big one I've got up my sleeve right now is actually Emirates first class to Europe. I'm going in September. Um, of course, when I booked, it was a great value redemption. Since then, the carrier charges have gone up quite a bit, so it's not quite my trump card. Um, but it's still, uh, you know, it's still a very aspirational experience that everyone's like, "Wow, you know, yeah, first class seems so out of reach." But you know, with Qantas points, you know, it only cost me 170,000 Qantas points to fly from Perth to Vienna. So it's a pretty good value reward there. Fantastic. Are you getting the? Um, are, you, are you on the plane with the the shower? We were booked on the A three eighty with the shower. Um, the Perth to Dubai leg has changed, but we're hopefully it will change back. Um, but we do get the shower from Dubai to Vienna as well. So oh, we fingers crossed. You, you, you got to book in 
booking your time on that, right? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, you know, we're not going to miss the onboard shower or the bar or <laughs> those kind of new experiences. I don't think anyone on the Point Hacks team would would stop you know making fun <laughs> of you if you went on that flight and didn't do it. Oh, it would be so disappointing. I'd have, probably have to resign. <laughs> <laughs> so we. Um, I know that you've been on a trip recently, and obviously that's what we were talking about in the podcast today. You went to, to Fiji. Yes. Um, and I, I think it's, it's quite an interesting story because obviously we were coming out of COVID and you know, Point Hacks is really trying to show people, show our audience at the moment that, hey, you can start using your points now. You can travel there. There's routes available. There's seats available. Mm-hmm. So t- take us through the process that you went through to, like, why did you choose Fiji? Yes. Um, so towards the start of um, February 2022, uh, we found out that WA's borders were going to open finally. Finally. So, uh, yes. So um, Point Hacks organized for me the fly to Melbourne to meet the team. And so since I was already in Melbourne um, and international travel was open, we decided that Melbourne would be a great launch pad for me to fly somewhere overseas. Mm. Um, so at the time, our colleague Antonia was already heading to London um, so I decided to maybe stick to somewhere closer to home. And Fiji came up as a great um, option because it was already open to Australian tourists. Um, it was relatively easy to get in. And when I searched for reward seats on Fiji Airways, um, last minute I found them fairly easy to you know, purchase at the time. Yeah, I think you actually you were, you were saying that there was a, quite a lot of uh, redemption availability to Fiji. Yeah, there was. Um, and since then, uh, things have tightened up a bit. I think people have realized that you can use your points and do this. So, you know, for June and July this year, it's a bit tight. But if you look beyond August and September, there's quite a few, you know, pairs of reward seats. So it's great for couples looking to fly together and have a nice experience. So let's get into the nitty gritty of the trip. You you flew with Fiji Airways? That's right. I flew Fiji Airways business return. So on from Melbourne to Nandi on the Airbus A330 and then from Nandi back to Sydney on the flagship Airbus A350. And how, how long was the uh, how long was the flight there? That's... Um, the flights aren't too long. From Melbourne to Nandi, it's just under five hours. Mm. Nandi to Sydney is closer to four and a half hours. And mm. both my flights were daytime flights, so it was reasonably comfortable in business. So... How many points did the trip cost you? So we paid 98,500 Qantas points and $275 in taxes. Uh, it's a bit higher than usual because I flew Melbourne to Nandi, which costs a bit more. It's a longer flight um, compared to Nandi back to Sydney. So if you flew Sydney to Nandi direct, it would only cost you 83,000 points instead. Mm, and we're one of the benefits to living in Sydney over Melbourne in this particular instance. Indeed, yes. Um, I think I looked at the stats. Melbourne's only three miles longer than the, the pricing, <laughs> so that's why they bump it up to the next band. It's pretty, pretty bad value, unfortunately. That's an expensive three miles. <laughs> it's a very expensive three miles, but you know, it was still very worth it. I really enjoyed my flight from Melbourne, and uh, compared to the cash fare, you're still getting a pretty good return. So, what was it actually like flying with Fiji Airways at the moment? I know in our last podcast we spoke to Antonia about what it was like flying Qantas as COVID restrictions are starting to lift. But what was the overall experience actually, you know, getting from, mm-hmm. you know, from where you were staying to the airport, bum mm-hmm. and seat on the plane, walk, walk us through it. Yes. So the process was pretty painless overall, um, although Fiji does have more requirements than London. Um, so in Melbourne, I got to the airport about nine o'clock in the morning for a 1.50 p.m. flight. 
Uh, it's a bit early, but That's I need to get early. my... Yeah, quite, just a little early. But I needed to get my rapid antigen test done. Um, so I did that and got the results back in about 45 minutes, uh, which was all right. So the check-in for Fiji Airways opens at um, 9.50, which is four hours before the flight. So I just went up to the priority check-in lane, um, showed them my test results, my travel insurance, and my vaccination certificate, because you do have to be double vaccinated, of course. And from there, it was very easy. They just issued me the boarding pass. Um, and then I went through immigration and security, which wasn't too busy at the time, but I suspect it will be busier now given you know of holidays and people traveling. Uh, so from there, I made my way to the lounge. So at the time that I traveled in March, the Qantas International Business Lounge was closed. Um, the International First Lounge was open, but they wouldn't have normally accepted Fiji Airways business class passengers because there was an agreement in place to do that. Um, however, I do have Qantas Platinum status, uh, which grants me first class lounge access um, before One World member flights. Um, the only issue is Fiji Airways isn't a full One World member. They're with One World Connect instead. So that wouldn't have got me in either. But there was one more trick up my sleeve. Um, <laughs> so when you're booking Fiji Airways flights with Qantas points online, sometimes you can actually book the Qantas code share flight as a reward seat. So what that means is I'm still booking a Fiji Airways flight, but the flight number has a Qantas QF code instead. And it basically means it's a Qantas ticket. So I did that um, because the seats were available and I uh, rocked up at the lounge and I had my platinum card. I My ticket had the Qantas flight number. Um, so I was able to go in and enjoy the first class lounge. That's a and good that, little hack. That's Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, quite, that's a good I, one. I didn't know about it, actually. I just stumbled across it by accident. I saw, you know, I could book FJ934 or I could book the QF38 something code share for the same price pretty much. Um, I'd never seen that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to book the code share and I think it will work out. And it mm. all worked out. You know, I got in with my Qantas status and I even got bonus status credits on the flight later because I'm with Points Club. That's got Points Club, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Was it exactly the same price or was there a slight difference in the taxes and fees? The points was exactly the same because Fiji Airways and Qantas share the same points table. Um, the taxes were about $20 more expensive, which was fine. You know what? For the sake of $20, I, I would probably have done the same thing to, yes, to definitely. attempt to get and you know, access. If you were in economy, and you had like Qantas Gold, you'd be able to access, you know, the lounge on with the coach as well. So it's a it's a really good tip for anyone looking to book Fiji Airways. That's a great pickup. And what was the the Fiji Airways experience like? Yeah, so the Fiji Airways experience was really good overall. I, I couldn't really fault it. Um, so on my first flight from Melbourne to Nandi on the Airbus A330, the crew were really phenomenal. Like that was just so friendly, so chirpy. Um, and then we got to lunch and the dining on this flight was really good. So there were three main courses. I actually managed to try two of them. Um, so the first one was the beef tenderloin, uh, which was really, really soft and tender. It was brilliant. And later on, I was still a bit peckish. So I asked if they had anything spare and they gave me a crumbed chicken roulette, which was also really nice. Um, so I was quite comfortably full after that, of course. So I ordered a hot tea, reclined the seat and I napped. Um, the seats on the A330 aren't fully lie flat, but they were quite comfortable for a five-hour daytime flight. And, you know, mm. it definitely beats flying a recliner on a Boeing 737. Yep, yep. And um, what are the COVID requirements in Fiji, or at least what were they when you traveled mm. there? Yeah, so when I traveled in March, um, I needed to do a pre-departure rapid antigen or PCR test. Um, so I opted for the rapid an antigen, of course, which I did in Melbourne. 
Um, you also need to do a follow-up day two test at the resort, um, which is a rapid antigen test, and you organize it over there. Um, now, um, it's more or less the same, but you have to pre-book your day two rapid antigen test in advance rather than organizing at the resort. I mean, it probably um, just saves a bit of headaches by doing yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure some people were perhaps forgetting to do it. Um, but it, it was fairly simple and it wasn't too expensive either in Fiji. It's about 30 Australian dollars for the test. Yeah. And, and what was it? Were there any restrictions around your movements? Were you, mm-hmm. you know, were you sort of, um, yeah, so did you have to stay in around the resort or? Yeah. Um, so we were relatively free to move around. So even after you arrive and before you do your day two tests, you can roam, you can explore the resort. You can even go out and do day tours or, you know, transfer to other islands. That's all fine. Um, there was only one requirement and that was that you stay with certified operators. They call it Care Fiji Commitment or CFC. Um, but that's not too hard because pretty much anything that's geared up for tourists is CFC certified. So that's all the hotels, all the transport, all the tours. So really, there's nothing stopping you from doing anything once you get in Fiji. Uh, you just have to remember to do your day two test later on. Hmm. And once your day, day two test is done, that's it? Yes, that's it. You're free to go. Um, free you to can go. stay, you know, and then... And then um, at the time I traveled, I needed to do a test to get back to Australia. Um, but now that's all gone. So oh, you can so just hop good. straight back on the plane. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 Australia removing that requirement's definitely taken a lot of stress out of the travel oh, definitely. experience. Yeah. So, okay, you're, you're in Fiji. Mm-hmm. So it's a work-funded trip. So that's, a, <laughs> that's a little win. Um, so what, what did you do while you were there? Um, so... I spent a lot of time at the resort. So for this trip, we settled for the Sofitel Fiji Resort and Spa, which is on Denaro Island. And why did you settle on that one? Yeah, so there was quite a few reasons. First of all, um, it was quite close to the airport. And given I was only in Fiji for a few days, I didn't want to spend too much time in transit down to somewhere further away. So the Sofitel Resort is on Denaro Island, um, which is 25 minutes away from the airport. And there's a lot of other resorts there as well. There's a marina, so it's easy to take tours um, and day trips from the hotel as well. It's all you know within five minutes drive from each other. Um, the other reason was I'd recently had a, a Core Plus membership. So it was good to be able to use those benefits at an affiliated chain such as Sofitel. Mm. And I'm, I'm guessing that was through your Amex Platinum? Oh, no, I wish I had an Amex Platinum. Um, no, in this instance, I, I purchased the membership. Ah. <laughs> uh, but I, I've gotten lots of benefits out of it, actually. Oh, it's a, it's a, great, it's a, great, um, it's a great program. It is. What, I save a lot of money on dining. <laughs> yeah, what, one day for the Amex Platinum. It's not for one everyone, day, yes. one, but one day. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's, it's on the cards for a day. Absolutely. Um, so you've, you've obviously had a great time at the Softel Hotel. Mm-hmm. What were some of the other activities you did? Um, so for a day, I also went on a trip out to the islands, um, which was really good. It was a full full day catered trip. Um, so they took me to snorkel and a few islands. Um, and then in the afternoon, we stopped on a place called Monuriki Island. It's an uninhabited, privately owned island, which we had special permission to stop on. So you know, there's no one else around. It's just us. It's actually the place where they filmed Castaway with Tom Hanks. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it is. It's it's not to be confused with Castaway Island nearby. That's a resort. No, but it was actually the film was actually filmed on Monuriki Island. Um, it, it's beautiful there. Um, we had a buffet lunch, a Fijian buffet lunch, um, and just spent the afternoon relaxing, walking by the beach, snorkeling. And the water was so warm; it's completely unreal. 
Um, and so when you say you had to get special consideration to mm. um, to travel there, is this something that's reasonably accessible if our listeners wanted to do a similar experience themselves? Or Yes, yeah, so to- it's the tour company itself. They have a special arrangement with the owners of the islands. So anyone who does this particular tour, uh, which is called, I can't remember the name exactly, but it was like the best day you have in Fiji free islands tour or something like that. Um, if you choose that, um, then they can take you there and you can just chill there for the afternoon. And one one last question on the island, just because I'm interested. Hmm. Did did they have a gift store? Could you buy a <laughs> Could you buy a Wilson? <laughs> uh, they most definitely did not have a gift store. I'm oh, afraid to say. <laughs> that's a that's a missed opportunity there. I feel like at the very least, the tour company could have just had like a row of balls with the hand painted on them. You could uh, you could take one home with you. Oh yes, yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> was there uh, Was there anything else you got up to while you were over there? Um, I also had a quick uh, stop at Nandi Town itself. I took a taxi out from the resort to explore. Um, it was interesting, um, but Nandi Town really isn't geared up for you know tourists as such. So um, there wasn't anything in particular to explore there. But um, if you, if you are looking at tours around Fiji, there are a lot of options inland as well. Uh, you can you know go to a mud pool. And they can take you to local markets or even go for a hike somewhere. So there's certainly a lot of options on the ground. Yeah, fantastic. And it was. Is there anything you'd walk away from that trip saying, "Hey, if you're traveling to, you know, Nandi and Fiji right now, mm. this is the one thing you should try and you know get on your trip while you're while you're traveling." Yeah, um, I would definitely say go out to the outer islands um, if you're not staying there already. Um, it's definitely worth it. Um, you know, the the scenery is just sublime. This you know turquoise blues, coral reefs, fishes in the sea. It's just so beautiful there. Mm. Uh, so you've had a great time in Fiji. Well yes. done, congratulations! I'm jealous. Uh, now, unfortunately, time to taste the the bitter taste of reality and pack up your bags yes. and start to head back to Australia. Uh, yes. What what was the what was the departure experience like? Um, so the departure started at five a.m. Which was, yeah, yeah, a bit painful. Um, my flight's at nine, but uh, you know, I had to get up at five, leave the hotel by five thirty. Um, but there's actually a pretty cool trick at the Sofitel. Um, oh, they have tell a me. F- they have a Fiji Airways check-in desk at, at the lobby. Um, so it's because of a special arrangement. I think Fiji Airways part owns the resort or something like that. Um, so you can drop off your bags and get your boarding pass from this counter in the hotel lobby and then hop onto your car and get to the airport. And then, you know, at the airport, you don't have to uh, go through check-in again. So it's really quick. That's and in fact, not a lot bad. Of, yeah, that's it's not bad it's, at all. It's really good. Yeah. And, you know, I, I went to the airport early, but most people uh, would have gone back to the hotel breakfast, you know, to enjoy breakfast and just relax by the pool for a bit longer before heading to the airport. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of just want to go to Fiji now to do that because I feel like it's a, it's a pretty, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really a cool a when places move. to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, Hong Kong has in-town check-in, you know, check-in at the city, but, you know, checking in at the resort, that's just on a whole new level yeah absolutely and um and what was the airport experience like uh nandi airport uh, is pretty modern it's been you know uh, touched up so i walked past there's a special uh, area for business class passengers if you haven't checked in at your resort so you can still you know get through the lines pretty quickly and uh, after immigration and security which didn't take too long i went to the fiji airways premier lounge which is downstairs um, so they recently refurbished this lounge maybe a few years ago before COVID. Um, so it's pretty pretty good now. 
Um, there's like her own dining buffet. There's like fresh juices, which uh, everyone was pretty um, impressed by. You know, you just chuck some carrots and some watermelon down the chute and out comes your fresh juice. Um, they had barista made coffee in the morning, which was very important because I was there like from 6 a.m. Uh, but yeah, the lounge was a very nice place to relax in, uh, especially because the rest of the terminal was quite busy. Mm. And then you know, I'm guessing the, the, the flight experience on the way back was fairly similar to the way over? It was, um, except the Fiji Airways Airbus A350 experience was a lot more modern on the way uh, back. Tell me. Yes, so um, the A350 is the flagship jet for Fiji Airways. Um, it's it's really gorgeous. You know, it's got these LED mood lighting. It's got wide windows, um, so it's really modern. Um, and the business class seats are quite familiar for travelers who have you know flown business before. They go fully flat. Um, everyone's got direct aisle access and a large touchscreen for entertainment. Uh, and the type of seat that Fiji Airways uses is one that um, Virgin Australia actually used as well on their Airbus A330s before they got retired during COVID. So it was quite—I was quite glad to be flying in those seats again. Something a bit familiar. Yes, yes. Um, you would recognize it, you know, on other airlines such as American Airlines. Even Etihad has these seats on their new Airbus A350s, so it's a very popular choice. Mm. So you know, the, the flight over, good experience. The flight back yeah. was just that real step up. Yes, um, you know, if you're going to use your Qantas points and you're flying from Sydney, uh, definitely aim for the Airbus A350. But that's the best experience you can get with your points. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I get, get the get the right plane, but also look for that code share because yes, and look for the code share as well for the lounge access. Yeah, great. Um, and what's available? I know we touched on it earlier, but mm. how's this how's this route looking at the moment? You're saying people have started cotton onto it a little bit, but are, yes, are there definitely. still seats available over the course of the next year? Yes, there are. So I was doing some searches, um, and for two people, um, the best availability is from August and September 2022 onwards. Mm. So unfortunately, you're probably not going to find something in the June and July peak period. But if you start planning ahead for you know, the end of the peak and even early 2023, there are plenty of seats available. So um, it's easy if you start collecting your Qantas points now to book something on Fiji Airways, um, you know, for the next year. Great. And was there any any sort of like passing advice that uh, you, you want to impart to our listeners that are looking to book either this trip or, or mm. a, a trip similar to this trip? Um, so I traveled in March and that's normally considered the shoulder season because there's still tropical downpours. And I was actually a bit scared before I went on my flight because every single day it was just gray thunderstorms, you know, showing up on the weather forecast. Um, so when I got there, it did rain every night, uh, which is fine. No one's doing anything, but not it didn't rain too much during the day. It was sometimes overcast, but, you know, during my time there, it only rained once for an hour. And then after that, everyone was back at the pool anyway. And another benefit of traveling, you know, in the March season is the waters are a lot warmer in the ocean. So it was a pretty good experience there. So, you know, if you want to travel outside of the peak period, I'd say go for it um, because the other benefit is some of the room rates at the resorts are a lot cheaper as well during this time. So you'll save a lot of money and you'll still get a very good experience during the day. Yeah. And you felt that if it was, you know, a bit uh, wetter than perhaps your, your experience there, that you were still had mm-hmm. a good time? Yes, yes, definitely. There's a lot to do at the resort, you know, apart from the pool. Um, they've got so many facilities such as, you know, a, a full-on gym, personal trainer. Um, there's obviously all the dining, uh, which was top-notch at the Sofitel, I have to say. Um, so, you know, it, and you can always go out for uh, other trips, even if it's slightly, you know, slightly 
drizzling a bit, um, it won't stop you from going out and enjoying the rest of Fiji. Fantastic. Well, I guess you know, key takeaways from from my perspective are, you know, don't be scared to book, especially in the in the shoulder season. Obviously, as you as you mentioned before, mm. make sure you look for that code share so you can try and yes. access that lounge. Yes. And yeah. another tip I've got is um, even for we're booking with Qantas points, um, there's a it's a good idea to search for seats on the American Airlines website actually, uh, because American Airlines are partners with Fiji Airways and. The American Airlines website has a really handy calendar where you can specifically filter for non-stop flights in business class. So, um, you know, for example, I'll do a search from Sydney to Nandi, and then I'll go to the calendar. I'll select I only want non-stop flights. Then I select I only want business class, and literally what remains is the reward availability that you want two people in business class on a direct flight. So, searching for American Airlines will save you a lot of time, even if you then take that result back to the Qantas website. And book your seats through Qantas. No, fantastic. Oh, yeah. that, that, any any tips that you know we can impart to help people find the seats are, are good tips. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we we all know that that experience is uh, can be bittersweet. You know, it's great when you great when you find the seats. It is that you're for yes, rush booking seat them. availability. Yeah, it's a bit of a bugbear for some people, um, but American Airlines makes it a lot easier for you. Fantastic. Well, Brandon, I know I'm probably going to jump online and see if. Uh, I can start planning a Fiji trip myself after after that chat. Um, but it was great having you on the podcast today. Looking Thank forward you for to having me. Thank looking forward to see you down in Melbourne again. Now that you can actually you know leave your state pretty freely. Oh yes, and um, I'm, um, I'm pretty excited to say I've got a very action packed 2022 schedule. So I really hope it all goes ahead. I get the feeling that we're going to have you on the podcast again very very soon. Yes, so, I look forward to being back. Uh, fantastic. Well, thanks, Brandon, and uh, we'll uh, look to get you back on soon. See you later, Dave. That's it for today's episode of Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. Remember to visit pointhacks.com.au for more frequent flyer deals, guides, and tips. I'm David Walsh, and don't forget to subscribe.